25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to They are who we thought they were. And we let them out the I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Yes, here we go. Hour two of the first show of 2020 is underway. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Local agents, your hometown heroes in all 82 counties across the great state of Mississippi. And you want to find one of those agents and see who they are in your county, look them up, favorites.com. And a quick reminder, I mentioned this to Roger earlier. I, I want to make sure you know about it. You know, C Spire partners with this show. They help us in so many ways. They help me 24 hours a day, as much stuff as I'm posting and uploading and streaming and videoing and everything. It's all phone-related in one shape, form, or fashion. I mean, I'm so thankful for C Spire and all their help over the years. But they have something right here that you need to know about. Yes, we're in that time of year. We're all getting sick. You're getting a flu. You're getting something close to it. Roger and I have had some kind of crud that's been dealing with us for a month now or more. Sort of over it, sort of not. Some days you just never know. But anyway, listen, the C Spire Health app. Go to cspirehealth.com. Sign up. This is an app that you put it on your phone. And when you get sick, minor health issues, ailments, you can open up the C Spire Health app and connect via video chat with a medical professional, a nurse practitioner, someone like that, at University Medical Center. Two great Mississippi companies, C Spire and University Medical Center, partnering with each other. And on this, it's incredible, the C Spire Health app. You're signed up. If you're a C Spire customer, the copay is $29. And you can talk, instead of you feel bad, you're sick, but it's minor, and you have no choice but to drive 45 minutes, go sit in the doctor's office for an hour, or worse, you feel like you have to go to the emergency room, just open up the app. Talk to them right there. Boom. And in a lot of cases, they can diagnose and prescribe what you need right there on the app. cspirehealth.com. Check it out. All right. So as I told you, we're now streaming again. Hour two on Twitter, on Facebook. Hey to everybody. We'll try to get to some of those comments. A million texts to get to. Appreciate everyone who is texting the show, no matter what your opinion is. I just appreciate the conversation. So Bama and True Maroon and Fluffy and the Mailman and Jacob. Yes, I said Jacob. I don't know if it's the same one or not. Jason, Rick, Dave, Hogjile, everybody and more. I'm coming to you. First, though, on the Divinity Equipment phone, Chris, hanging on for a long time. What's up, Chris? What's up, Matt? How y'all doing? Happy Just New right. Year. Happy New Year to you too, man. What you know? 
Hey, man, um, I want to make a comment to one of those people that called you earlier. I was one of the, I was one of the state fans that called Chris Brooks' show and I referenced Lane Kiffin, and I think that he got me wrong there. I don't think that state fans are worried about Lane Kiffin. I think that we're all kind of bummed out because there's a lot of a, there's a big faction and a big side of the state fan that actually wanted him as our coach last time. Huh. But it didn't happen for whatever reason. And, but I will say this, I just, I mean, after what I saw and, uh, basically you see it again, I mean, come on now, you, at the end of the game, you start actually moving your offense because you decided to change, but it's just too late. Yeah. Why? I mean, why are you doing this? Why do you go into games? I think what really frustrates state fans is just the fact that you had time to prepare, and you come in and it looks like you didn't prepare. I mean, look at Auburn. We got killed. And wasn't it Texas A&M or was it Alabama we got killed? We didn't even put up a fight. Yeah. I mean, I understand Alabama is Alabama, but still, come on. you got to put up at least a fight, especially against a defense that doesn't have linebackers that, that are freshmen and all this, that, and the other. I mean – Well, and Chris, here's the thing, just, too. It, it, let me – I, I have struggled with trying to put these thoughts that I'm about to utter to you in proper perspective, but I'm going to do my best. We hear coaches all the time talk about consistency, and we let it go in one ear and then right on out the other because we hear the coach speak enough, we get tired of it. But that's really the heart of the issue with this team because of this offense, and really defense too, but it's it's a consistency thing. It's a every day and every drive and every game preparedness and ability to move the ball. Let me give you an example from the Music City Bowl. This is what I'm saying. Because at the end of it, you go, look, there are a lot of teams that go out, lay an egg in a bowl game. You know, they got players missing. They lose by 10, 38, 28, whatever. I mean, Auburn lost to Minnesota, you know, whatever. But here's the thing. So the offense began the game with a three-play, three-and-out drive, six yards. And then they go 99 yards on eight plays on the next one, touchdown. Then the third possession, they go three-and-out, negative two yards. And then the fourth possession, 10 plays in 80 yards, touchdown. It's 14 nothing. So in their first four possessions, they go up 14 nothing, but they also had two three-and-outs mixed in. And then after going up 14-0, these are the next five possessions for State going way on into the end of the third quarter. The next five offensive possessions in the game after going up 14-0 were this. A fumble on the first play, which that was actually the kickoff. Three plays, negative one yards. Three plays, zero yards. Four plays, 11 yards. And three plays, one yard. So after putting together two scoring drives, 99 and 80, 14 nothing. their next, let's just say their next four offensive possessions netted a grand total of 11 yards. And, and before they ever, I mean, in the, and by that time, the third quarter's over. So it's an inconsistency deal. It's this deal of, looking like they can't be stopped, to then looking like they can't get a snap off. 
And that's the that's the heart of the issue is consistency. And it's kind of like you, Chris, in your everyday life. I don't know what you do for a living, but whether it's as a father or a husband or as a an employee, you pretty much you have to do what you do every single day. Your feet hit the floor every day, ready to go. You simply in your life cannot afford to take days off, to take entire days off where you don't do your job, where you are incapable of functioning. You just can't do that. And, and then, and then you get it done because life forces you to do it. And so the same is true in sports. The teams that win are the ones that are the most consistent. Hey, how about that for exactly. a, how about that for a hey, sermon? Hey, <laughs> I like that. I like that. But hey, I'm a I, I supply this country, so I'm a truck driver. Yeah, and I do my job every day, and I can't be. You know, we're on. You're either on time or late. Yeah, and it doesn't matter if you're an hour early or whatever. But that's what I'm talking about. I mean, I understand that, but it also goes back to one other thing that you didn't mention, Matt: discipline. Mm-hmm. Discipline. If you are having fights. During a practice. Okay, so I played on a team that had we had twenty players. I played Academy football. If you hit our if you hit my I don't care who you are, you hit my my starting quarterback and hurt him, you won't be walking the next day. Right. Because there's gonna be four or five of us. We're gonna take care of you. It ain't gonna be no coaching taking care of you. Listen, and that's my peak. That's Chris, my problem. I don't think that there's any leadership. I don't think that there's any discipline. And you know, I just I, I'm I'm done with it. I mean, I I've been calling for Moorhead's job for a while, and I think it needs to come to an end. And I just I love John Cohen and all that he's done for our for our um, thing. But I really believe John, you need to unhitch your horse from this wagon. Because if you don't, you're gonna go right out the door with him. Y'all have a great day and see ya. See ya. Appreciate the call, Chris, and I thank you for hanging on as long as you did. Um, all right, here we go. Text line, rapid fire. True Maroon. He says, you don't know how great it feels to hear that crisp voice come from that beautiful bald head of yours. <laughs> he says, I couldn't take one more day of Golic and Wingo replays. Well, True Maroon, listen, thank you for coming back. You don't. We don't deserve your listenership, and you don't owe it. To us, we appreciate it. You taking the effort to tune in and to come back after some days off and understanding when we may spend a little time with family. And I'll take all the credit for the time off because it, Roger is happy to come to work <laughs> every day. I can promise you. He was texting me, going, "You gonna have a show today? You want you want to do a show? You sure you want to take the day off? You know, you and I really have no excuse. You live in your studio." Yeah, well, I'm hey, about a mile and a half from mine. You're exactly right, Roger. No I excuse. could get here in snow. <laughs> no excuse. But we just it, it, we give the listeners a break too. Well, and look, man the um, the time spent with my family, where I could really focus on them and my daughter, has just it's priceless. So I appreciate you. All right, uh, unnamed texter, ghost texter says, best know who you are going to hire before you fire. Very interesting. Fluffy says, one tragedy from the Bulldog Bowl was Kylan Hill coming up short by 38 yards in the chase for the SEC record. Seven yards. I hope he's healthy. 
You know, he came up limping after the first play of the game, had to go to the locker room. I don't know that we saw him back out there until late second quarter, and then we didn't see him really play much until the second half. But I don't think he was the same, and they really keyed on him, and the truth is offensive line up front just didn't block him. When you have a grand total of 140 yards rushing against that team, you didn't block it very well. And your quarterback is your leading rusher. He had half your rush yards, and those were on a couple of scrambles. Madison, mailman, says uh, calling in a prescription is scary without seeing a doctor. Well, that's why you can see a doctor via your phone right there on the app, the C Spire Health app. You are video chatting, video, with a live doctor, nurse, nurse practitioner. And so they're going to do the right thing. It is really a cool deal. If you haven't heard about it, the C Spire Health app. Go to cspirehealth.com, read about it, sign up, download the app, and you're ready to go. Jacob on the text line says, Matt, what is your reasoning of why Thompson never played quarterback? And why doesn't someone hold him to answering that question? There's just no reason he never saw the field. Well, I would tell you this, Jacob. He did see the field, just not at quarterback. Didn't he catch a pass in the Egg Bowl? You know, the other thing is, number one, he quit. He quit. What, what was it, nine days, ten days? He was gone before he came back. He quit and was in the portal. In the middle of practice after not being named the starter. Keaton is a great kid. But that was a mistake. If you want to play on this team, you can't quit. You can't do it let alone quit, and a kid who's a true freshman, take advantage of that. By the end of the year, it is un, it's not debated that Garrett Schrader was the best quarterback on the team. Well, if that was the case, isn't it, isn't it fathomable that in the absence of Keaton Thompson, when he quit for those nine or ten days during two days, that Garrett Schrader, the eventual best quarterback on the team, stepped into that backup role and started showing why he would become the best quarterback on the team. On top of all that, Keaton battled through some injuries all year long. I like this text. It says, what are the chances of State landing P.J. Fleck as a coach? I will tell you this. If you had a shot, just ask him the number. P.J. Fleck, Minnesota, a superstar. Unnamed texter, happy new year. You should become the head coach at State and hire UAB's head coach as your assistant head coach. That's from Tiger Dog. I said unnamed. That's from Tiger Dog. Look, why don't we do that the other way around? (laughs) They're not hiring me. Y'all are being way too nice to me. Nobody's hiring me. You wouldn't turn it down, would you? Heck no. Where'd I sign? (laughs) You just tell me what the buyout is. Yeah, because you. It's like it's having be, life that's, insurance. It's going to become important later. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. What is this? In, uh, Maroon and White 24 7. Tell Matt, don't give away his on air secrets. The game is to be sold and not told. What does that mean? It was early in the show. I wonder what we were talking about. What were we talking about then? On air secrets. Oh, it was a, a camera question. It was what camera do I use? It was before that, I thought. Maybe it was. Heck, I don't know. Rick on the text line. No MSU fans are worried about the Kiffin hire. That guy is way overrated. 
He's basically Derek Dooley part two. That's from Rick on the text line. Dave, listening to the show, says, fired or not, I will support the dogs. Now bring on baseball. Well, you know, Dave, we do have basketball season first. <laughs> Dave, you didn't say basketball. Why not? <laughs> Barn is not on fire. <laughs> Matt, listening in Decatur, says, Matt, from everyone I've talked to, it seems like the issues at MSU are systemic and cultural. Systemic, like not having the team prepared to play after having extra time off or modifying the offense to maximize the players he has. Cultural illustrated by player fights. Players playing for self and not team, etc. This is a good jumping off point, Matt. Um, I said this in an interview from the hotel in Nashville. This was on Tuesday morning before my family and I got in the car and drove home. And they were waiting on me, and my wife and daughter were really frustrated that this interview went for a long time, and they were sick of hearing it. And it was with the SEC guys, um, let's see, Peter Burns and Jacob Hester on their show. And what I powered talent there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they called me, right, and scraping the bottom of the, ba- bottom of the barrel. But what I said was, they, they said, what do they do? What do they have to do going forward? And this is my answer, and I hope everyone will hear this. Everything must change. Everything has to change. Now, that seems drastic to an outsider looking in at this on the surface who says, wait a minute, they won eight games, then they won six back-to-back bowl trips, and they beat the rival twice. I know. So you're not parsing words there. You said everything. Well, yeah, I say everything. What I mean by that is I don't mean everybody must change, but everything must change. Well, here's what I mean by that. When Alabama fans and Auburn fans, when their perspective, they're at the top of college football and college football fandom and they're one state over. And it's illustrated to us when we talked to Ryan Brown earlier in the show, and he said, well, their perspective, I think, is that Joe Moorhead was handed that job and that program, in his words, not mine, with a rare opportunity with momentum, and then it's gone away. That's the context we're talking about. So what I'm saying is, I'm not. It's not my place to say that everybody has to change. It's my place, though. I can say everything has to change. This is what I mean. Their strength and conditioning program in the off season, starting yesterday, not tomorrow, today, yesterday, strength and conditioning program must be better. Must. Their offensive planning and philosophy must be better. Their continuity in the way they play on the offensive line must be better. Their tackling on defense must be better. Goes back to strength and conditioning. Their player development from you know over six months, over 12 months, over 18 months, over 24 months must be better. That's what I'm saying. And there's one of two ways to get all that done. Is either the people who are there change what they are doing. 
or B, get some other people in there to do it. Or change the people. That's your two options. Matt, you're oversimplifying because you're a simpleton. Maybe so. But I got a degree. It is a BS degree. Now I'll remind you of that. Hey, look, now most of us are average. (laughs) (laughs) But what I'm saying is, let's boil this thing down. I don't think that continuing on the same path offensively, coaching things the same way, is going to blossom. It would have blossomed by now. That's what I kind of think. Is Joe Moorhead or the current staff capable of doing it? Sure they are. He's got to do it. Hey, Matt, you don't have much money in the bank. You, 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 you have a tendency to it all away on fast food or cars or fishing equipment. You know what? You know what? If Matt wants to have more money in the, or drones, if Matt wants to have more money in the bank, guess what Matt's got to do? He has to change. You got to reprogram. That's the way life is. Like a boxer, you got to move around. That's it. You got to change. You have to adapt. You got to continue to wiggle and squirm. There is Dave Ramsey. You got to get gazelle intense. There's nobody. There's never been a more accurate colloquial saying. Easy for me to say. Than if you continue to do what you've always done, you're going to get what you've always gotten. Things got to be better. We can say that with 100% certainty. Got to be better. Now, just figure out how to do it. That's what they pay all those people the big bucks for. You and I will continue to try to figure it out. Tim and Hog Jowl and Jason and everybody next on the show. Y'all stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. All right. Back on the show. What do you know? We're back on the show. <laughs> Stop it, Matt. Stop it. In the Farm That's Bureau a, studio. It's almost as best as your text. What's that? next. <laughs> That's right. Your earlier, Jim. <laughs> what do you know? We're on the show. We're back on the show. That's easier to say than your text is next. <laughs> There's way too much sibilance in there for, for me. All right. In Mr. Rogers' neighborhood, in the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau, go! With the home team, they are your home team. Call me on the Divinity Equipment phone, 995-1059 is a 601 number, 995-1059. Divinity Equipment, Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. Text me on the text line, 885-ESPN, 885-ESPN. That's a 601 number. Here, if you're watching the stream, boom, there they are. So you can have them in front of you if you need to text or call. Let me look at Facebook real quick. A bunch of folks tuning in to hour number two, the stream live on Facebook, facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. Please, please, would you? If you're listening, or maybe you're watching on Twitter, would you please do me a favor and like and follow my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. New stuff there every day. Uh, my cousin, Jeffrey Jones. Our roots go back to Alabama. His mother, my father, brother and sister. 
My cousin Jeffrey lives in Hattiesburg now. He says, Happy New Year, cuz. Happy New Year to the Jones clan. Kenny, hey to you. He says, Joe, got to go. He says, I'd give Tony Hughes a shot. Love Coach Hughes. Man, love that guy. Um, Oh, yeah, Jeffrey said he's sitting around listening because it's raining. So he had some time on his hands. Look, welcome to Seattle. I mean, Mississippi. We're going to get a lot of rain. We just always do, don't we? Tim on Facebook said, do we have a, do we take a chance on Art Bryles like Ole Miss did with Kiffin or Durkin? The man can flat out coach. Yeah, I mean, I doubt it. Um, <laughs> Shoot it down, man. Yeah, I doubt that. Whoa on uh, – his name is Whoa. Whoa on Facebook says, I saw Daryl Williams hurt and limited in the locker room but started the game with no limp. Yeah, he twisted that knee up in that terrible turf and grass there at uh, Nissan Stadium where the Titans play, where the game was played. Um, Sammy on Facebook says, so bottom line, Jomo back for another year? I honestly don't know that that's a you know a foregone conclusion right now. I don't know uh, if it's a done deal or if it's iffy. I, I I lean towards there's probably a lot of conversations and meetings. Everybody does these you know postseason evaluations. Every coach, every staff member, they do. They all go through it with the head coach, and then they all go through it with the AD and all that stuff. And Susan on Facebook says. I'm true maroon through and through and will support the team regardless, but I truly hope things change. We need a strength and conditioning coach. We used to never have as many injuries, uh, injury issues and a new offensive coordinator. Uh, Moorhead must be a great recruiter. Can we just let him be in charge of recruiting? You know, there are a lot of head coaches who, you know, they get there by being great coordinators. They work their way up, position coaches, coordinators, and they eventually become CEO-type head coaches. You know, you think about like a Jackie Sherrill or a Tommy Tuberville, or, you know, even a Gene Chizik at Auburn. They hire coordinators, let them do their thing, and they oversee the whole team, and they recruit. You know, a lot of people do that. Text line. A reminder, by the way, Zach Bingham from A to Z Sports in Nashville is coming up at the end of the show. We're going to talk with Zach a little bit about – A.J. Brown, receiver, former Ole Miss receiver, Starkville High School, now with the Titans, obviously, and his case to be the rookie of the year this year in the NFL. We're going to talk about that with Zach coming up. Hog Jowl on the text line says, Matt, I think many state fans share the same feelings about Moorhead as I did about Morris at Ar- Excuse me, at Arkansas. He never answered a question without an answer. No, I'm sorry. Let me, let me read his text accurately. I, I butchered that. He never answered a question with an answer. <laughs> he just keeps saying how they are building a program and taking no blame. Do you agree? Probably so, Hog Jowl. I'd probably agree because most coaches do that technique. The coach that I played for, Jackie Sherrill, was maybe the best there has ever been. At You could ask him anything, and he'd still tell you what he wanted to tell you. Related to your question or not. <laughs> Ghost Texter, wait, Matt, you can't quit on team on the team and get playing time, but you can cheat on your course classes and punch a quarterback and play on. I get it. That's from our ghost texter. Tim. This says uh, that's it. He's trying to make the players fit his philosophy, not the other way around. He could have won that game with Keaton. 
Jason on the text line says, bingo, they hit it. Not molding the game plan around the players and their abilities. Why go out and get a, quote, better passer without the wide receivers and offensive line to facilitate a passing game? Everything about that offense in games of actual resistance has been stonewalled, save for a couple of games last year when Moorhead used fits the way Mullen did. What happened in those games? We blew out Auburn and Ole Miss. No leg hike needed. That text from Jason on the text line. And then, um, let's see, another ghost texture, no name. It says, comments on the two scoring possessions and then the failed possessions. Is it me or does it seem Moorhead is most concerned with explosive plays than a consistent positive yardage drive to build a continuous momentum? It doesn't look like Adjustments are made. It looks to be a crapshoot plan from the recliner. And then he says, Hail State. Chris in Macon says, I'll say this. Unless the higher-ups decide they are ready to spend some money and pay a real coach, might as well keep Moorhead another year because football will always be the second sport after baseball because, hey, if something is worth having, it's worth paying good money for. What about, hey, Roger, what about your salvation? What'd you pay for that? Uh, nothing. Nothing. Somebody paid for it, just you didn't. That's the exception that proves the rule. There you go. Tom says, Matt, are you connected at all with Joe Judge, and would he be interested if John Cohen called him? He's been promoted twice under Belichick, so obviously he's well thought of and a former state player. You know, um, Joe and I are friends on Facebook. <laughs> and I think I have his phone number in here somewhere if he's got the same one. We played golf together. This has probably been 10, 8, 10 years ago. Played golf together. Really proud of Joe. Just a fine, fine, fine person. Not surprised at all that Joe Judge would go into anything and go right onto the top. And not one of these kind of guys who talks his way to the top either. Just works his butt off to the top. Really proud Sounds of like him. like he's got a Really good trajectory there for the NFL. Well, that's right, Roger. I mean, promoted twice, and you've got this entire resume with Bill Belichick. Joe Judge is going to be an NFL coach where he doesn't have to recruit players. If he's One of those sm- businesses, it's hard to get into if you got out of it. Yeah, but, you know, good point. Good you point. Ain't in it. <laughs> that's a really good point. The whole fraternity thing. Fluffy says, Browse is getting in trouble with eligibility at the high school level. You don't want him at your school. Ghost, no, this is Billy. Billy says, I just don't see it getting any better. Even Coach Cheryl's less talented teams fought. I can't support this guy. That's a text from Billy. And Chris in Macon says, no, your salvation had a high price. You just didn't have to pay that price. Good point, Chris. I just couldn't think of it so eloquently. <laughs> He's exactly right. It definitely had a price on it, didn't it? What is it? The Bible says the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. He didn't say you earned it. The gift. How can it be a gift if you can earn it? You can't earn it. Think on that for five minutes, and then we'll come back and talk with Zach Bingham. Bada Bingham on Twitter about A.J. Brown and the Tennessee Titans. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. (laughs) 
Yeah, turn your mic on, Matt. Back on the show in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. Got Zach Bingham coming up. First, though, Possum. Oh, I lost Hey, Possum. Yeah, what's up, man? All right, man, I can't hear you on my phone. But anyway, uh, listen, I was wondering, with the early commitments uh, in December, the signees, mm-hmm. if they were to make a change in Starbucks, which I don't know, I really don't have an opinion. I've got one, but still to and from. But how will those commitments, that early signing period or the national signing day now, those kids still committed to uh, Mississippi State regardless of that? Of uh, How does that work? Okay. Possum, I, I will research this and so I can give you a better, clearer answer tomorrow. But uh-huh. but I think this is the way this works. Is there's nothing that that automatically releases a kid from the signed scholarship. When they had on signing day, they signed a scholarship agreement and a grant and aid agreement. A coaching change right. does yeah, not good. automatically release them from that. But the way I think it works most times is when you have a coaching change or something like that after a signing day, if that signee then requests to be released, most time the schools will grant that. That's the best answer okay. I can give you right now. And I'll do a little research and find out and give you a clearer answer tomorrow. Well, How about I mean, that? Yeah, that's great, man. I appreciate okay. it. Thanks so much. Thank you, Possum. Thank you. Let's just continue, shall we? On the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer, the oldest Kubota dealer in the United States. That means they've been doing it better, longer than anyone else. Somebody who covers sports in and around the city of Nashville, I think better than anyone else, and that's the folks at A to Z Sports. A stands for Austin, Z stands for Zach, and the Z, Zach Bingham, is on your radio right now. Hey, Zach, I just spent three or four days in your city over the weekend. We had a great time, man. Happy New Year. Man, happy New Year to you, Matt. You know, um, we got rained on the day before the game, the day of the Music City Bowl. It was beautiful. But my wife and daughter and I, we spent three nights at the um, the Opryland Hotel. What do you call it? The Gaylord Opryland Hotel. And I don't think we ever left. We just swam and ate, went down to water slide for three solid days. And living there, do you ever go there? I actually, I, I went there as a kid. I was born and raised in Nashville. My family, my grandparents would come in from Texas and we'd go out to Opryland. And they used to have a theme park back in the day. So, yeah. I mean, Nashville's growing. There's so much to do. But um, it's not surprising we had a good time. Yeah, we really did have a good time. And it's a short trip from here. And, and the only thing that would have made it better is could we have somehow been able to see the Titans play. So, speaking of, in the playoffs, before I get to AJ, um, I mean, it doesn't get any bigger than a playoff game in the against the Patriots, does it? No, I know. It's, it's huge, and this city is buzzing because Tom Brady, we've talked about it at length. If, if there's one Patriots team that you would want to play, it would be this one that has some deficiencies on offense. They're not playing real well, losing to Miami going into the playoffs. And on the other side, the Titans are – really playing very, very good football, hitting on all cylinders. So uh, I think there's a lot of belief in Nashville that the Titans can go up to Foxborough on Saturday night and and beat Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, which is crazy to think about at the beginning of the season. Yeah, it is It is crazy 
But that's right. I don't think anybody's looking at it as a given for the Patriots, and it's just you got to go up there. Um, and so the defense for the Patriots—that's a deal. That they've been great all year, and they have to stop. You know, a couple of weapons: Henry, obviously, and AJ Brown. How good has AJ been this year, Zach? It's amazing. Uh, the guy I, I believe has earned Rookie of the Year honors. We'll find that out at a later date, but he's transformed this this offense. And if you look back at the history of the Tennessee Titans, they have not drafted good at the wide receiver position. They drafted a couple of years ago fifth overall Corey Davis. He hasn't really turned out to be a top five pick. A.J. Brown looks more like a top five pick, over a 1,000 yards. And it's big playability. It was one of the things that, and you noticed that too at Ole Miss when they had D.K. Metcalf and uh, a plethora of, of really good, talented wide receivers, but they can make big plays. And A.J. Brown has, has big playability, and he's done that throughout the year. He's got you know eight 40-plus yard catches as a rookie. Um, that's pretty unbelievable. It is just incredible. And, and there's a thing, too, Zach, where – like a lot of rookies, and I know he, he's fought through a like a minor training camp injury too, but like a lot of rookies, it took a few games for the light bulb to really come on for him. Is that accurate? I would say, I mean, I think the change of quarterback for the entire season, Marcus yeah. Mariota, he had a, a stellar game against Atlanta when Mariota was still playing, but I think they just had to figure out what A.J. Brown was and his his abilities and when he was at Ole Miss he played I mean he played slot he played outside he that was he was a Swiss Army knife that's one of the reasons I think they drafted him 51st overall in the second round and I remember talking to A.J. Brown in training camp before the season started and I asked him what separates you from everybody else because A.J. is very confident in himself and that's I think a great quality that we haven't seen a ton of Titans wide receivers over the years, but one of the things that he said was, look, I don't dance when I catch the football. I'm trying to score. I've got to go north and south. I've got to go upfield. And his play has shown that with, you know, breaking tackles and scoring a bunch of touchdowns. Zach Bingham on your radio right now. Y'all follow him on Twitter. If you don't already, it's at Bada, B-A-D-A underscore Bingham. And uh, you can also find their work at a to Z sports Nashville.com. And I encourage you uh, to do so. So you mentioned the, uh, the quarterback change having such an impact on uh, AJ Brown, really the offense as a whole. And it, you know, it's not one that they've gone out and set records and that kind of thing, but Tannehill has just been so what's the word, just a steadying, consistent guy where if you're open, he's going to get you the football, and everybody has been able to kind of come to life around him? Am I am I hammering the nail right there? Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, I think what helps, he, he has Derrick Henry, who led the NFL in rushing. Sure. You know, a good running game always sets up nicely for a quarterback, as we know. But Ryan Tannehill's not throwing the ball, you know, 35, 40 times a game. That's just not their offense. He's, he's really throwing it just you know, a little over 20 times a game, but he's so efficient with where he throws the football. Mm-hmm. And play action has been uh, a good key to that success. But he's 7-3 and three in his last 10 starts, and he has this Titans team, this offense, playing at an all-time high. And it's been guys like A.J. Brown making big plays to make his life easier, but 
that running game, Derrick Henry has really just come alive, and the offense sets up, and it just makes it so much easier if you have that base of a running game. Yeah, it really does. Uh, it's just, you know, and and defensively, I, I think, you know, when you look at the matchup with New England, it's Brady, it's the playoffs, it's Foxborough, yeah. But there's, there's. Do you sense there's some confidence in that defensive huddle and that defensive locker room going into this game? I think so. I think up front, look, they've had some injuries occur in the back half of their defense. They've been without Adoree Jackson, who's a first round pick a couple of years ago. Malcolm Butler, the big free agent from New England, broke his wrist earlier in the season. But they've had other guys step up, and you know, honestly, Matt, you you like this a guy who is stepped up is Jeffrey Simmons out of Mississippi State, their first-round pick. Coming off that ACL tear, him and Jarrell Casey. And, you know, interior defensive linemen don't get a lot of credit unless you're Aaron Donald. But he has been a disruptive force, and he has been steady. He has been every single thing that they drafted him for. And they're getting some production from, from edge rushers. And, yeah, you're right. That defense is playing with a lot of confidence. And I think They've got to take advantage of Tom Brady not playing like the Tom Brady that we, we've known for so many years. And we'll find out on Saturday night if that defense can stay strong, stay steady, and, and hold them to, to not a lot of points and, and maybe win the football game. What a day for Titans fans on Saturday. I mean, you're going to watch and like be rooting like crazy for Buffalo to beat the Texans in the first game. And then turn around and be rooting like crazy for the Titans to upset New England in that second game. And if those two things happen, does it just can't get any better. It couldn't possibly get any better for the Titans fans, could it? No, no. And I I love NFL Wild Card Weekend because you get good matchups. It's Saturday and Sunday. And Titans fans, this is different from a couple of years ago. Now, they made the playoffs for the first time two years ago since 2008. Didn't think that they were going to go up to Kansas City and win. Mariota and company come back from 21, uh, or down 21 to three to win that game. Now you got a brand new head coach in Mike Vrabel. He's a second year head coach, but first time in the playoffs. You got an offense that is playing so, so well. The leading rusher in the NFL, AJ Brown, a defense. I mean, there's just, mm-hmm. it's excitement. And I, I truly believe Titans fans everywhere believe that they can maybe essentially end the Patriots' dynasty on Saturday. Because if Tom Brady loses, we know he's a free agent. We don't know what's going to happen after the year. That would be one heck of a storyline that former player Mike Vrabel goes into Foxborough and his team upsets the, the New England Patriots. Can't wait to watch it. We'll be pulling like crazy from here for AJ and for Jeffrey and for the Titans on Saturday night. Hey, Zach, thanks so much, man. Yeah, Matt, thank you for having me, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. That's right. Y'all follow Zach on Twitter if you don't. Bada underscore Bingham. A to Z Sports Nashville.com. See y'all tomorrow in the Farm Bureau studio. See ya. You've been listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Go!